Woo! Check one, two. Uh, check one, two, three. Check one, two, three. Check one, two, three. Test. Beautiful. Test. Testicular cancer. Welcome to nerds who get stoned <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Man, I'm your host, bro. Bra names Big Mike. How are you? Hey, hey. Welcome to nerds get laid sometimes. 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 I am your host Nathan, and with us tonight is Ray. Yep. Mike. That is I. TJ. Oh. Hi, I'm here, guys. I finally drove over in my Corolla base model <laughs> and made it here getting excellent gas mileage. I'm so happy of my new time record, too. <laughs> it only took an hour and 30 minutes <laughs> from when I told you I would leave. My carbon footprint is smaller than a cockroach's. All right. TJ isn't here. Uh we, we are we are worried he for him. Might join us. He said he was supposed to be here like an hour ago. Yeah, so so I'm up way past my bedtime. So enough about TJ not being here and being <laughs> a terrible. Uh, if I was if I wasn't so tired, later. I'd be pissed. Yeah. Um. How's you guys' weeks doing? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't got nothing to complain about right now. All right. Anything, any, any good nerd news that you guys had going this uh, this week? Like from the news that no, I no, compiled. No, no, your personal, personal. <laughs> any, any cool, you know, purchases or anything uh, nerd related that you want to uh, share? I played a HeroClix uh, launch tournament for the Nick Fury and the Agents of Shield HeroClix set last uh, last night. Pretty nerdy. I'll give you a rating of yeah. eight. Yeah, eight. Mike. Yeah. I just purchased a wireless Bluetooth keyboard, pocket keyboard, pocket keyboard. Ooh, that yes. jumps it up. It fits in my pocket. Is it the uh, Apple, uh, the one that we sell? It's made by Zag. Yeah, is it the one that we sell at uh that it like folds up and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's about this long? Yeah, yeah. A couple guys bought it at uh I think uh, Dusty has it. That's yeah, pretty, it's, pretty nerdy. it's a pretty it's a pretty it's pretty cool and it goes well with my everyday carry <laughs> philosophy. I'll give you that. That's a nerd. Rating so I may of, uh, need a keyboard. <laughs> yeah, nerd rating of a three because like, it is techie more. It's more techie than nerd. What's highest? Ten or a one? Ten, ten, ten is the highest. I mean, Ren, ten, ten, canine cup. Gave Ray an eight. I got an eight. Yeah, it's pretty nerdy. I mean, that's just a tech keyboard. Um, you know, I, I really have been so dang cool lately. I haven't done anything nerdy. <laughs> I've just, well, no, I lie. Uh, I have rounded out my complete uh, Funko collection of the Harry Potter series. <laughs> I did see that. You've yeah. got them all now, don't you? Yeah, I bought that. Um, and then I also have started my son with his own little Funko uh, collection. So. What's Marshall got going on? So, so far he's got the Iron Man. I saw uh, that because he made you take a picture of it. Yeah, R2-D2. Oh, uh, that's a cool one. Yeah. And then uh, he has two of the figures from the new uh, Pixar movie. Uh, it, the feelings inside one? Out. Inside Out. Inside yeah, Out. Inside Out. So uh, does, he, does he just like look and admire them like hey, a normal person needs to play with he them? He plays. I let him play with his. Uh, well, that's the cool thing about it too is they're so damn tough. Yeah. I am worried about the Iron Man one because the Marvel have the bobbleheads. Yeah, he's also suspended on those pulsar beams. <laughs> yeah, um, and R two D two actually has a retractable like you can push it and it goes up and down. 
Really? Yeah, so it oh. hasn't moved to that. Cause, uh, and then I also bought the uh, Chewbacca Hoth Limited Edition. Yeah, at GameStop. Yeah, I got that the one. The Chewbacca? Chewbacca. Yeah. Um, so Speaking of Chewbacca, I ate Panera Bread for the first time last night. Ever or I, here? For the first time. I, I, I officially hate Panera Bread. I hate bread. Panera Bread. It's overpriced. Yeah. You don't get much food. The food's not bad. It's not bad. But it is super expensive. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll get a salad. And, you know, I'll try some of their soup and... Hey, a smoothie. It's $20. Yeah. yeah. No, I, w- I went there for lunch actually yesterday and was so pissed off because I, I was like, I'll get a chicken sandwich. Yeah. It's cold chicken. I can hate cold chicken. I was like, you know, it, it, it was in the pan, uh, the panini section. So, I'm, so it should have been hot. Yeah, so it should have been yeah, hot. But yeah. it, and maybe the lady just mishurting me. But I, so, yeah, officially nerds who get laid do not endorse. We Panera. don't do. We anti-endorse, actually. Yeah. Unless they support Infinity Con, then we yeah. openly, yeah. openly support Pandora. Although I do have Pandora's say, uh, bread. at work, we all call it a Pantera bread. Because <laughs> we walk there, so we're like, dun, 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 dun. walk. <laughs> I wouldn't even walk to Panera. Oh, well, yeah, we always walk. Screw it. Oh, God, it's so hot. Yeah, it's been hot here lately, guys. Like, I'll walk outside. I even think about walking outside, and I'll break out into a flop sweat. <laughs> No, you gotta get, you gotta get them ten thousand steps, man. Hit them daily. What about you, Nate? Well, anything cool happened to you this week? I know you said you didn't really do much anything nerdy, but uh, no. I mean, um, this week was a work week. I had to go to Tallahassee. Most weeks are work weeks. Well, I mean, like I mean, really work week. I had to work a lot more than I usually would. I'm usually pretty lazy at work, but I was in uh, Tampa for uh, uh, a program that I'm at work, and then building your career, building my career, and then uh, my days off have consisted of. Uh, Literally just sitting around playing guitar a lot. So, right on. Yeah. Oh, you got that new friggin' sweet, sweet that Gretsch. Got me a beautiful God. Gretsch. It's a that it's expansive a, Gretsch. It's a beauty. Love it. I'm so jealous. I wanted a Gretsch for so. Well, long. a certain gu- guitar snob I know said it wasn't that great. Oh yeah, no. R- r- uh, yeah, he he tries to hate on it. Like, uh, yeah. But I mean, it's not a high end Gretsch. But not, any not, Gretsch is nice. Really, it's not. A, it's not a Gibson. And that's what matters. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean. But you're not going to get that honk out of that Gibson like you do out of a Gretsch. Well, uh, uh, Ray, what is a honk? I'm curious. Uh, it's w- you listen to a Gretsch and you'll hear it. So I should listen to some, some Brian Setzer? Yeah. You'll hear that that Gretsch honk. <laughs> I, I, I did not know who Brian Setzer was at all. And then when I, went, cat strut? When I went to, uh, to study abroad in Japan, there was this kid that played guitar. And my dad kind of hooked me up with him. Uh you know, to kind of help me assimilate over there because I was learning guitar. Dude is a complete guitar snob. Like, didn't want to play with me or any, he wouldn't, wouldn't want to help me. But the point is, dude was obsessed with Brian Setzer. Like, he had That's the weird. same exact guitar. He dressed like him. <laughs> it's very odd. That That's pretty odd, especially in Japan. Yeah, chance, well, chances are now he wears a suit and uh works 70 hour work weeks and wants to kill himself. He is a true salary man now, I'm sure, because every cool person that I saw in college is now like like there's one girl that I knew, she like wore like like the clash punk style stuff, smoked lucky strikes and was like like had like black uh lipstick and fingernail polish and now she like wears ankle length skirts and has like a child and wears like f- dress flower patterns and stuff. <laughs> It's all. I guess it's all just image over there. It's not like a culture. It's an actual. Yeah. It's just an image. It's, yeah. Do you want to look cool? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, enough about our boring lives. What's going out there in uh, pop culture land? Where all the movies and comics and mostly movies and comics. That's about all we talk about here. Yeah. Like maybe I, some video games. Maybe some TV. Well, I remember when we first started out. 
we were going to be like, let's do all this stuff, and now we just talk about movies and comics yeah. constantly. We talk about TV a lot, too. Well, I, I mean, the thing, I don't know, like, I feel like we maybe do a nerd disservice by only focusing on shit we like and not really not really trying to open our nerd horizons. We need to push ourselves. Our uh, nerd horizons, if you will. Well, yeah, yeah, because we had an original idea to just, uh, to... Uh, wade into the pool of nerddom that you know the deep end so to speak you know we had the larpers on and everything and we're like oh we're gonna go to just none of us went to dystopia (laughs) rising yet i forgot about that (laughs) yeah i'm still down to do it i just need someone a year and a half later i need i need it i need a nerd can't do it alone (laughs) i'm not going by myself okay well i'm sure boys would do it i was completely out ironically yeah i was completely out when they said no drinking well, I mean, I you can drink. You that. just can't yeah. drink openly. We'll just make that our character. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, my character's yeah. drunk. <laughs> like your, you know, your your wine bladder is actually full of wine. <laughs> we'll just take a bunch of uh, like grape soda. No, 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 crushed diet <laughs> crushed coke cans, salty <laughs> crushed diet coke cans. <laughs> yeah, full of red wine. Red wine. Red wine. Yeah, red wine. That'd be great. We only drink wine <laughs> the whole time. What do you got, bud? You got booze? Nah, man, we got Shiraz Yellowtail. <laughs> Ready to get fucked up and kill them. Hunt some zombies. Okay, oh, yeah. Man. Well, so I think maybe we should get back onto that. You know, like because yeah, I'm always interested in the. I played the uh, Warhammer 40k games, but I've never actually played the tabletop. And granted, I don't want to drop five hundred dollars. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. To uh, up to get my ass whooped by somebody who's dropped, <laughs> a, you know, five five thousand dollars. Uh. And fucking hate it, so I don't know. Yeah. We, we'll work on it. We'll uh, set up some, some new homework assignments. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. talk about the new homework. Last yeah, time yeah. we did new yeah. homework assignments, no one did them. Yeah, Ray keeps I did pointing. Mine. I did mine. So fuck you didn't you, do Ray. yours. Wait, well, yours you. was to read some certain comic books, and you never read them. Yeah, I read I, I read some serious Spider-Man or whatever it was called. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 Were he's you like, supposed to read Superior? Is that what it was? I was supposed to read comics. So I, I read a. So I, I watched an entire season of Doctor Who. Yeah, uh, I read uh, the entire run of All Star Superman. I read, oh, that's a good one. Though. Yeah, yeah, I have good taste. I caught up on a few Batman graphic novels, and then I read like uh, Amazing or Stupendous Spider Man seven ninety eight ninety nine. Oh, Amazing Spider Man. The, the shitty, superior. the shitty Morbius one that nobody told me about. The like, oh, I didn't. Seven ninety nine beer one. or whatever, and I even read the first two Superior Spidermans. You weren't into it. Well, it was good. It was good. It's just I don't know. Like for me, I don't know if it's the shortness of a particular comic, but single comics don't don't pull me. Like whenever I read comics, I I tend to prefer graphic novels or omnibuses or whatever. Yeah, they're called. some people are really into that. Well, like just one. It just I don't know. I feel like not enough stories can. It's pretty much how I only read them through graphic, or if I'm in a. There's Mar- a lot of Marvel people that are like that. Well, it's like I want to just take the chunk of the story. I, yeah. I I don't have the patience to wait monthly. You know, I'll I'll, I'll, a, I'll buy them monthly and then hold them until I get like three or four issues. That's what I do with television shows. Yeah, yeah Ray just keeps pushing back the news segment. All right, let's let the news roll. Let's roll it. it. Let's, let's this is the first time we've had a long, good converse intro conversation. For the, yeah, for the normally intro. it's like awkward silence. Let's go to the news, <laughs> like now. Good call. Good job, Mike. So timing. <laughs> what am I, Doge? I'm so timing. Great timing. Wow, call. 
get back into World of the Warcraft. I need to get back into Diablo and play some StarCraft. Be an RTS nerd. Boom. Boom. We're going to lay down the news. The news. Here's the news. It gives you blues. Have y'all It makes you want to drink some booze. All the news from D23. Yeah, do you even know what D23 is? I don't know what D23 is, is, but I saw the sweet poster, the Star Wars poster. Yeah, that's one of the things. We just got a poster and the full cast of Rogue One, which is the first um, anthology. What what is Rogue One? Rogue One is the first anthology in the Star Wars universe. It's going to be, they're going to be one off films that aren't in with the mainline. Are they considered canon? Yes, they're absolutely canon. Rogue One is going to be about fighter pilots and stuff like that during the Rebellion. So no Jedis whatsoever. I, I, I mean, they may show up, but it's mostly about the pilots. Of well, the. I want to go ahead and hijack your news real quick. Go and, for it. And, and ask you guys real quick. When it, well, I don't know, like for me, Star Wars is Jedi, Jedi and Jedi and Sith. I mean, I know yeah. they're, they're smugglers and 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 bounty and, hunters and, and, and bounty hunters, that. and you know the rebel forces, but. I don't know. It, it would seem like pretty generic without Jedi. Maybe yeah. that's just what, me. Well, well, what you just uh, talked about sounds boring. Oh, really? About I, the, I, I could care less about Starfighters uh, yeah, and Star all fighters, that. Starfighters uh, during uh, the Rebellion. I don't know. I, I feel like it would be good for people who are really into Star Wars. I mean, there are a lot of people who are into Star Wars, but I, I, I don't know if there's enough fans to support that yeah. deep uh, into the... I think the, Star Wars-wise, there is. I think that'll be able to... I, I, I might disagree. I'm with there with Mike. I think when people think Star Wars... They think of Lightsabers Luke and, and Han, and like, but like, and, I, and maybe their thoughts is like, well, you know, you know, Han Solo is is the smuggler and stuff, but you got Han Solo with Chewbacca, yeah, and then you got Luke, who's also you know, he's, well, he's, and uh, with these with these one offs that they're doing, they're also going to do one that's a Han Solo, like when he's younger, and they're supposed to also be a Boba Fett film later on, um, and I think it's just mainly like number one you have disney money behind it it's going to be a good film uh quality wise at least um but it's going to fill out that world a lot more in a way that i don't think any other movie franchise has been able to do before no and i agree with that side as well it might bring some depth and volume to the star wars world yeah beyond just you know the jedi and the sith struggle yeah uh and and those have been two of the like one of the bigger games was based on the rogue uh pilots yeah, there, and everything. yeah there was there was there was rogue squadron yeah uh and they were even uh producing a star wars uh game called star wars 1313 yeah before uh lucas arts was well all of the star wars franchise basically was bought by disney yeah so i mean they were they were looking to expand that that franchise it's just strange that every single company for some reason want some giant franchise to delve into and make more i mean marvel marvel and dc are the big ones and i know marvel is owned by disney but like disney's doing it somebody's trying to do it with ghostbusters they're trying to make multiple avenues to the same idea and it's just very strange that they're serializing movies like this because it's so much money yeah to just to to basically make a movie about star wars b team yeah, because yeah, I feel like the they B- could actually the just do, they could do an HBO film or a Netflix film, well, I, I, like I, the Daredevil, because everyone loved Daredevil. I, I Let's feel, do that about Rogue One. Well, I feel like th- there there might be two pitfalls for this show or movie or whatever. 
that it's a either going to be they're going to be nodding so much to the the, the franchise the normal franchise yeah. that it's going to be lame and not have not have its own yeah. uh, not be body. on its own yeah not stand up on its own or it's going to be so far removed from it that it's just a generic space opera yeah yeah because I and that's like I guess where I, I look at it is you know having a bunch of starfighters. It sounds cool, but without you know like all the other characters and cast and crew, I mean, because that's what people love about Star Wars. They love the characters and they love yeah. all, you know all the stuff that they built and the lore that's went with it. So now maybe that's still going to be in the background. So I mean, who knows really? Well, and to me, it honest, honestly sounds like um, Battlestar Galactica, which I know you didn't like, but I loved. And this sounds like more of that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, I would say maybe like a generic Firefly or, yeah. or Battlestar Galactica, especially with like the uh, ragtag ensemble cast. Yeah. But what will happen though is if and this Alan, is Alan, Alan, and again, this is a one-off. They're yeah. not going to do but a see, trilogy. But that's what I'm about to say. If it's successful, guess what? It's it will be become a trilogy. Yeah. There's no such thing as a one-off anymore. If something gets, if it, it does really well, that's they just tap it out and get it more and more. Well, and that's that's why they called it Rogue One. Yeah, exactly. Because then they can yeah. do yeah. Rogue, Rogue Two. two. <laughs> Well, yeah. the, but it's a one-off. Well, I mean, the the other pitfall is that, well, like with the prequels, you know, the original Star Wars, you know, episodes four, five, and six yeah. were, you know, were their own thing. There was nothing backing it up. But with the prequels, they had to do all this backpedaling and then somehow integrate it into the original story. And I've seen it. I've seen it uh, again uh, with a uh, a really amazing Stephen King, Peter Straub story called. Uh, the Talisman, and they made a sequel to it called Black House, which where the main character's older, but all it ended up being was this like really, sh- I wouldn't say shitty, it was just a shameless tie-in to the Dark Tower series, which was culminating at this time, because uh, Stephen King was writing 5, 6, and 7. Yeah. So, and I feel like that's maybe what this would do, where it's really popular, and then like, oh, let's tie it back to the original franchise, and it just becomes a bunch of shout outs, and you know, and, and cameos. Yeah, head nods, and, and yeah. They go like, oh, yeah. there's Chewbacca, you know, yeah, like, yeah. fuck. So, so, I don't know. Uh, maybe I, I'm being too negative, but I just, it doesn't, the, the screenshot was just like, it looks generic. It does. Yeah, even that picture didn't look that interesting. Because I'm like, all oh, for the- Asian dudes with swords? Why, <laughs> why, why would fighter pilots need swords? Yeah, because I'm all for the, the Star Wars movies they're making. It's just a yeah. one-off, and I get it, it's, it's return revenue. They got a yearly Star Wars coming out. Yeah. But at the same time, that just seems like overkill. It's like you went without these for they so have long. So many irons in the yeah. fire right now, and it's like Fett. you know what? Let's just blow it all. Let's blow our load on this. Like you're gonna get Star Wars this year. Next year you'll get this, and then you another Star Wars, and you'll get this. And it's just like that's a that's an onslaught of of Star yeah. Wars. They're Star gonna Wars. they're gonna Guitar Hero themselves. They're gonna like. I guess as long as they stay around Christmas, maybe they'll be okay. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll they'll hold up that area yeah. as their. I just want to say like three or four Star Wars movies coming out a year. I mean that would be awesome at first. But you could just you could inundate the uh, the market so easily because they're also not pulling from like with Marvel and DC, they have a lot of stuff they can pull from storylines yeah. that have been out. Of this they're well, still pulling this out their ass, you know. Like, well, and well, I, I think mean, they, could, the, they could still. This is a different story than the Jedi's. Yeah. This is the lay people that are just pilots. No, I, I get that. So so that's a little bit different. But I I definitely see what you're saying because you can have in in DC. You can have Superman, godlike superhero that can, you know, uh, you know, conquer the world, you know, super strength, all that. And then in the same universe, you can have Green Arrow, who 
is really good at shooting a bow and arrow. Yeah. And and though and you can have the Flash who can run really fast. And those are like completely different stories you can tell. Um and I don't feel like like you have the bad guy side, like you can tell the bounty hunters, you can tell the smugglers that side, you can tell the rogue, like, you know, all the um like the Rebel Alliance story, you can tell the Jedi story. But there's not a whole lot more after that. Well, even even with that, like you know, when it comes to superheroes, you got iconic characters that people have been yeah. they've been around for hundreds already of years. have a name. These are brand new, and they're going to be some random looking dude. It's not like they got this badass outfit even back. Yeah. Which I mean, like you know, that ties people back to. I remember this growing up because not everybody that watches the comic movies or giant comic fans. I get that, yeah. but they know these images with this. It's like, you know, these are, it's just a new squad of fighter, you know, like you'll have the jets, you know, or, you know, not, not jet, the tie fighters and stuff to, yeah. you know, you'll have the imagery. But I, to me, when I think Star Wars, I mean, I literally, I think of fucking lightsabers. I think of Yoda, and you know, like you know, like I mean, that, I think of these iconic characters. I don't really care about the the dudes that were flying behind Luke. You know, like yeah. I mean, what's their story? Well, I, I mean, the, the other side of that, cannon fodder. The other side of that coin is though, is when Disney bought LucasArts and bought the whole franchise. Uh, they basically said, other than this, this, and this. Everything else is not canon. Yeah. yeah. So they have a huge, huge slew of paperback books and things like that to borrow ideas from. Yeah. Because all that was announced. And some killer, killer, killer characters that they can pull from. Yeah. Um. So, like, even if we don't get Grand Admiral Thrall or uh, Mariah Jade or anything like that, we can pull from that stuff. So, I mean... We'll see how it goes. This is the first first one they have coming out. Yeah, and I might be absolutely wrong. Maybe it'll be a badass movie and like you know be the coolest thing going on. Because I like you know when it comes to bounty hunters, that I'm a little more interested in. Like you know because if you're taken from a uh, you know uh, you know Boba Fett, and Boba all Fett, that, and yeah, and all those IG eighty eight boss. It's an you know iconic character that everybody knows. So there's yeah. buy into it. Um, I'm actually almost surprised that they're not jumping out with like Boba Fett. Yeah. I think they wanted, uh, I feel like if it was me, I would want a little more time to develop that. Um, see how these other films do put out our first like actual star Wars film that goes with the other trilogies and see how it goes from there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in other, uh, D 23 news, we got the news that we're actually going to be getting a star Wars park. At I mean, Disney World, I, and and if you're in the know like I am, it's almost laughable. But that that's their big news because everyone's known this is going to happen. Yeah, but it's a big expansion. What is fourteen acres? I I don't even know. It's that. fourteen I to seventeen acres of land that they have put towards this. It's a huge, huge overhaul, and that's massive. Is yeah. that is that for the the Florida one or the the California one? Because they're Florida. both getting Disney. That's Florida. Or they're both getting Disney. They're both getting yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, no, they're doing it. That um, it's it's a pretty big big thing with that. Uh, that plus they're also expanding on the uh, Toy Story. Toy Story and MGM. Um, yeah, and they're also going to be doing something with Avatar. But the thing that yeah, was Avatar surprising too, to everyone yeah. is everyone thought that we were going to number one get Star Wars, but Anaheim was going to get um, Marvel. And they didn't announce that, yeah. so because they're not really. They're you don't think they will? No, they're not going to get Marvel. Anaheim? 
Oh, oh Anaheim, sorry. Not, yeah. not not Orlando. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Universal still has yeah, that for yeah. forever, yeah. essentially, unless they can buy it off of them. But everyone thought Anaheim was going to get Star Wars and Marvel, yeah. and they didn't announce that. I wonder why. That is a good yeah. question. What but they are doing the Toy Story Land, and they are doing something for uh, Avatar Avatar's and be, Animal yeah. Kingdom. Avatar is going in Animal Kingdom. Actually, they've been building that for some time now. Yeah. Um, and it looks like it's going to be pretty big for that. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, the whole, all in all, like Disney is way overdue for some expansions. Because they've done um, little expansions, but this is massive. Yeah. Well, because they've honestly Universal has almost less uh, left them in the dust as far as developing stuff. Yeah. Now, in a lot of ways, Universal had to play catch up. But like I said, when when Universal came, no, sorry, vice versa. When Disney came to scene uh, and saw what Universal did with Gringotts, they made that Disney with what Gringotts when they, uh, they the Universal would they open up their park. Oh, okay. The Green Gots ride and all that stuff, Diagon Alley and stuff. Okay. All right. Disney came <clears throat> and said, holy shit, we have really dropped the ball. They went and dropped in, I think, uh, another X, almost closer to a billion dollars. I think it was $100 million back into Star Wars because they realized they were actually, they weren't up to par where Universal's going. Yeah. So, and that gets me excited because if they're trying to match what uh, Universal's doing, it's going to be good. Because I've only been to, um, not Diagon Alley, what's the other one? Hogs, Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade. I've been there, and I'm not, uh, we've talked about this, I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. My wife is. I took her for her birthday. I was impressed. Hogsmeade's, I was yeah. way impressed. Hogsmeade's really cool, but if you, now when you go with the uh, the train that connects the two, and you, yeah. I mean, when you go through the train, you feel like you're actually, they have like street performers like playing saxophone, you walk mm-hmm. through, and I mean, you feel like you're really in a subway system or a train system, and then what they've done with Diagon Alley is one of the most impressive things I've seen in a park. I mean, you walk into that world. Yeah. I mean, like, well, that's, that's how it felt when we went to Hogsmeade. It was impressive. So what they've done and building the rides out and uh, even the uh, animatronics and stuff. And the only thing that I, with Disney is they're going to take a lot longer to expand. Uh, You know, they're just going to take a few years. But it's still going to be worth it. I mean, because just a Star Wars land. And for for us, the consumer, this is nothing but good. Yeah, it's just challenging each other to expect. Because like, and that's the one thing Disney has that Universal doesn't have is tons of land, tons of land, and and tons of money. Yeah, lots of room to expand. Like, because Universal is constricted because they're in the middle of you know like Orlando. They they don't have a lot that can grow out. Um, So and Disney, man, I was reading a couple of months back how much they paid and how much land they own. Oh, they they, they and own. it is nuts. It's ridiculous how much land they own. I mean, they they own a lot of land in Orlando. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, so yeah, with these things coming though, I'm I'm beyond They're excited. supposed to be adding a new um a new planet to Star Tours, which is exciting cuz they, they already have like that, five yeah. or six of yeah. them. Um so that'll be cool. And I think it's only in Anaheim, but they're going to uh, um, not only in it. This this part is not only in Anaheim. Instead of Star Wars Week, if I understand this correctly, um, they're going to have a season now. And it's the season of the Force at Star Wars. That's pretty cool. And they're going to change up um, um, Space Mountain. And it's going to be Hyperspace Mountain. That might only be in Anaheim. Yeah. But um, they're going to have a special, like, fireworks well, display a- actually, and stuff like um, that. Actually, that makes sense because I know, yeah, in the California Disney, they do uh, stuff there. 
that Orlando, uh, Orlando Univer- or Disney, they don't change anything year round because of the fact that it's more of a destination for people vacationing. Yeah. California actually is majority of people that go there are just annual pass holders. Like people don't, you know, they don't go on vacation to go there to go to Disney. They come to Orlando to go to Disney. Um, because like one example is like the Haunted Mansion during Christmas in California gets revamped to be Nightmare Before Christmas. Really? And they add, yeah, so they change. And I mean, I'm talking about it's a full rehaul of different like puppets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they do that there because they know that people come there all the time. It's not yeah. like, you know, people have saved up for years to, to fly down to Florida and stuff. Yeah. So Disney does people get, do yeah, that. Yeah. Like Disney in Florida has it, it's, it's crazy deals where they're like, for $10,000, you can bring your whole family for yeah. three and a half weeks and, yeah. st- you know, stuff like that. And you're like, good Lord. And people fly from everywhere yeah. to do that stuff. They even have like a, well, there's tons I can talk about. But yeah. um, so a lot of times they won't do little changes like that, turn into, you know, now they might, but, uh, you know, who knows? Because that doesn't sound as big of a change for Space Mountain. But yeah, they're, they like to be consistent across the board for those things. That's so, cool. That's but cool. Yeah, I, I am very excited for uh, all of that news because I am a huge theme park fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you have your season pass? Yeah. I'm an annual an pass an or annual whatever. Pass yeah, so. Um, we've got two NBC things uh, for the, t- the TV network NBC news. Uh, Red. Remember the the movie Red with Bruce Willis? I never watched it. You never watched it? No. That was a good movie. Was it? Yeah. It, it's based on graphic novels. It's an I old retired. That, yeah. yeah. Um. They're possibly going to be doing a TV show based on the, uh, based on the, okay, based on the characters from the graphic novel that were also in the movie. So that's that's an interesting thing because I don't think either one of those movies did super great, but they were actually good. They were fun to watch. You've got um, oh gosh, um, Bruce Willis is in it and um, Malkovich, John Malkovich is in it and everything. It's a it's a good fun thing. Um, the other thing is NBC greenlit a thing called Powerless, um, and this was kind of a surprise to everyone. No one knew it was coming up. It's a sitcom. It's based on characters from, uh, here's the synopsis, based on characters from DC Comics, Powerless is a workplace comedy set at one of the worst insurance companies in America, with a twist being that it also takes place in the universe of DC Comics. The show is about the reality of working life for a normal powerless person in a world of superheroes and villains. So it sounds like the office in in um DC universe. That just sounds terrible. Like <laughs> Maybe it'll be it sounds like game. a good skit on Saturday Night yeah, Live. It's, I, it's, yeah, it sounds like a one-off comic or something like that. Yeah, uh, I mean, for all I know, maybe it'd be hilarious, and it might be the best show. I mean, I'll out. watch it. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll, like uh, it, it has my attention. Yeah, but with it having my attention, it also has just the right level of weird that I'm just like, ah, uh, that's an yeah. awkward one. Yeah. So I don't know that that's a new thing that's come up that no one was expecting and all of a sudden it just showed up so i mean i'll definitely watch that because i think that'll come on hulu and everything because i think a lot of nbc stuff does yeah um league of extraordinary gentlemen did you watch that when it came out <laughs> you ever read the the I, comics or anything like I that? i never read the comic i heard the comics amazing yeah uh, i've tried to watch that movie twice and it is the biggest piece of crap yeah, I it's, can't. it's pretty bad they're supposed to be rebooting it but um apparently the 
the director or the writer, I, I don't remember which right now, it's not even really important. Um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen might end up being a female-centric movie. Which doesn't mean that it's going to be all female cast like Ghostbusters, but that we may have, um, it may follow a central female character. Okay, that's cool. I don't have any. That's whatever. Um, I don't get how they'll be able to do that if they are doing. um, I mean, it's the name of it is the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Yeah. It's the League of Extraordinary People. I don't know. God, maybe it's the extreme. Everything's just so PC. Well, and going to PC, let's also talk about um, Michael. So, Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Bill Mur- Murray has announced that he's going to make an appearance. Well, good for him. I'm glad he could, you know, uh, for all intents and purposes, murder Harold Ramis. <laughs> and basically give the finger to... Dan Aykroyd, yeah, and be a part of this uh, bridesmaid two vehicle. It's a dick move on uh, on Bill's part, you know. He just rejected no, 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 so many times about uh, doing Ghostbusters, you know, like together with the original team, and then oh, we're doing this crazy reboot, and he's like, yeah, I'll be in it. I just don't understand, you know, there was that award show he was on years ago, like maybe four or five years ago, where he showed up dressed as as Peter Venkman, like yeah. in a full get up, uh, even had, you know, dirt smudged on his face like he just got from a serious busting incident. And he can do that and he can be in this abortion, but... He can't actually be in a true Ghostbusters movie. It, I, I I don't understand the man. Yeah. I, it just adds... I feel, like, I feel like at this point he's just feeding into his, like, hipster indie legend more and more yeah. by just... Which is disappointing. Because I actually, like... I don't know. Sometimes I like the guy, but some like people always tell me, "Oh, you know what the best part of um, Zombieland was? It was Bill Murray." And I actually think Bill Murray took a lot away from that movie. I didn't like his cameo in it. I thought it was pretty funny, yeah, but it. it's you know, at this point, like I feel like I'm starting to become TJ, <laughs> but not to the point where I hate reboots. It's just I expect it to be a hunk of shit. Yeah, and they're just gonna, you know, well, and poop all over my child. Because well, we, we were just of, talking about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I'm just kind of indifferent about it. And like, there are some movies that, like, the first League was horrible. So maybe oh, let's reboot but it. it. But it gives me no hope because guess what? The the first tw- twenty Fantastic Fours were terrible. Also, it's yeah, like, I can't think of a of a single reboot that sucked and they made better. Nathan. uh I'm just curious, what didn't you like, like, other than just being a huge piece of shit, like, exactly, why didn't you like The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Because although I admit that it is not a great movie, it is, it's barely a good movie, but I've watched it and not not automatically hated it, but it's something I never really want to watch again. I'm just curious, because everyone's so turned off, and, and, and it's even by people who, I can understand the people who have read the comic book and love it, but for somebody else, I mean... I don't know. Maybe I, I just have. What did you like about it? 
Well, like when I first watched it, uh, I didn't even really know what it was about. I was just like, okay, this kind of looks cool. Um, and I read it and it was insanely boring. And then a couple years passed and I was more into comics again. I was reading a lot more and I was like, you know what? I probably didn't give that movie its fair share. Um, and this is going, I mean, honestly, I was probably like early twenties when I tried to watch it again and same thing. It was just boring. I didn't like any of the characters. I, I thought the, the sets were, I mean, I didn't, it looked cheesy. Um, it, from what I remember correctly, I, I just, I couldn't buy into it. I think it was a little too early for that film. Um, I like the idea behind it. No, and, I yeah, think the and, idea is great. And like some of the effects were really great. Well, like, like the whole Jekyll and Hyde thing, I thought yeah. were pretty good effects for well, its time. But yeah, the design of it, and it just felt they were just shoehorning a bunch of shit. The story wasn't very cohesive. Well, yeah. and here's the other problem: it's an Alan Moore comic, and Alan Moore is a god among comic writers sometimes. Um, and I don't think they were able to convey that. I think it was a movie that was made a little before its time. I was reading something the other day that talked about how if uh, Watchmen was made and put out today. Uh, it would be like top of the charts. Everyone would love it and praise it. But it was made a few years ago, and before all the hype, it was on the cusp. Yeah, I think yeah, Watchmen was a little too early. Yeah, because the, the, uh, there weren't you know the icons to like build yeah. the foundation. But following that same vein, I feel with that strong of a source material, if Zack Snyder were to get a hold of it, yeah, yeah. I think he'd do a really yeah. good league. Well, because like I love Watchmen and. Uh yeah, Watchmen was great. Yeah, and I and like that's what I'm saying. I mean, maybe that that story can be done well. Uh, my biggest thing is like I literally I'm trying to wrap my brain and think of a reboot that they tried to kick back that was of a movie that didn't do that well before that was successful. Even the Godzilla remake, I thought. I mean, it was definitely it better than like it was Matthew. gonna be so good. Oh, yeah. It looked like it was. I mean, Captain America was pretty good. All right, I'll give you that. But, but yeah. I mean, that, that, <laughs> I mean, but, uh, but granted, off. that's like even Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think of something that was – that because that, so nowadays it's like you can reboot a movie if it's, you know, 10 years old. You know, like whether it was good or bad, yeah, good or bad. It's like let's just let's you know let's restart this franchise. As well, the whole like idea behind it is it's you know obviously it's money. You yeah. know, it's, oh absolutely. It's, no, I was reading an article, um, and I forget who it was, but it was some executive that was saying that if you reboot an an existing thing, it's like a sure amount of money that you'll make. It's also that. probably a lot cheaper than I mean, I think than you know basically employing a bunch of writers buying rights to do a full new script and you know and also on top of that new ips are really hard to get off the ground sometime yeah like uh the writer of ender's game orson scott card uh personally wrote and helped develop a game for the xbox called advent rising Mm -hmm. i really liked it but it had a lot of problems and that went nowhere but there was even supposed to be a orson scott card is like a god among sci-fi writers as well Yes. He's um, also a host of Coast to Coast AM, which is oh, really? incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess it just show, it goes to show how hard it is to get an IP off the ground. But I also don't think Shameless Reboots is something that... I mean, I, I would rather see a movie that is a spiritual successor, so to speak. Kind of like between System Shock and Bioshock. Uh, than, you know, just seeing a straight copy of a movie. Yeah. yeah. And that's what happened... Because at the same time, I mean, I get reboots. There's already a, a somewhat of a built-in, you know, like audience they know there. 
But it's like like uh, take the Sandman story that they've been trying to get off for so long, and it seems like it's finally getting traction. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But they but like that has such a underground following. It's like why not take the risk? You're obviously taking it on these other movies that aren't getting back their investment or they're breaking even. Yeah. I don't see much more of a risk going with something like this that has that same built-in following yeah. that could build up. So, and going back to the original thing with Bill Murray and even like with the Ghostbusters. It's, it's pandering at the end of the day. Yeah, it's because pandering. they're trying to cash in on the nostalgia of, Yeah, you know, see, look, he endorses it. It's, it's real. It's yeah. good. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's like, you know, and, and who knows. Well, and how big the were, truck were, of money is they dumped at Bill Murray's yeah. house to you know like to don the suit again. Well, when they talked yeah, about Homeboy, um, it's all of Sony behind it. Yeah, who? Um, nah, my mind's going blank. Who's the other guy that's going to be cameoing in it? I don't know. The other Ghostbuster. It's either going to be Dan Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd or Ernie Hudson. And they're they they were talking about well Dan Aykroyd's going to do it, but I'm I love Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd's crazy. But what shit? Number one, and, and he's and crazy. Self-described. Uh, diagnosed with autism. But what else has Dan Aykroyd been doing for the last 20 years? The last thing... Uh, well, he, he's in a blues band. Blues Brothers heavily affected his life, so he yes. still does blues. Uh, he does a lot of work for paranormal stuff, like he likes oh, yeah. UFOs. He's really into that. Because he used to do a... I'm liking Dan Aykroyd more. When, when, the last when they rebooted, I remember him being in was Gross Point Blank. When they rebooted... Outer Limits wasn't he the narrator before? Oh yeah, yeah. Then he was in Tommy Boy. Like yeah. I, I, he hasn't he hasn't like legitimately acted since like the mid nineties. Yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely. So I that's not like, like cameos uh, and stuff. Like yeah, that. Well, he, he did a lot of he did a lot of behind the scenes stuff, like how Harold Ramis did a lot of directing, like yeah. Yeah. with The Office and everything. You know, I think Dan Aykroyd did a lot of that as well. And I mean, I I love paranormal stuff, and he's in so many shitty like documentaries about UFOs yeah. and stuff. I love it. Well, like, but, but at the same not time, real. Though, Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd, as he likes to speak, he's been trying to do Ghostbusters like the forever. The dude has been trying to get off. Yeah. The, uh, like, so, of course, they're the, like, hey, do you want a cameo? Yeah. He's like, yes. yes. Well, I mean, the Ghostbusters video game was like, it It was Ghostbusters 3 because they yeah. couldn't get it off the ground. Yeah. Like, that was, that was, that was like a consolation prize. I and guess. how was it? Did you play it? Yeah, God, the, the Ghostbusters game. Like, I will admit, it had it had bugs. There were times that it was just infuriating to play the game, but it was so good. Like, it you felt like a Ghostbuster, and they did have shameless pandering. You oh, fight yeah. the Marshmallow Man. You know, you're back at a lot of the the places that they visited in the first movie. However. They do have a whole a whole slew of new stuff and a new story that ties it into the first movie, like really good. Like the uh, what was that? What was that guy's name? Tobin. Uh, no, uh, Tobin, the guy who wrote Tobin's Spirit Guide, which they yeah. talk about it offhandedly in the movie. Yeah. but it's something they they base a lot of their a lot of their like it's like their ghost manual. That's cool. Yeah, and they have. Uh, like that guy plays a big part. Uh, at one point, uh, Louis Tully, uh, when he was possessed mm-hmm. by uh, Vince Clortho, he mentions that a certain group of people were, were roasted in the belly of a slore, a giant slore, and you actually fight a slore <laughs> in in the game. So it's a really cool. cool game. Like yeah. it's super cheap now, uh, even for those like. I think it came on like. If you even on PS4 and Xbox One, I'm sure you can download it and play it. But God, it's it's a really good game. I for anybody who's a fan of the franchise, I wholly recommend it. 
So the end. The end. So Period. we're gonna move along. Get off my fanboy soapbox. And uh, Lego Batman movie is coming up. We talked about a couple of weeks. Uh, obviously, Will Arnett's gonna be reprising his role at Batman. Best. And Batman we're gonna have a ever. Robin as Michael Sarah. And I want you two to take a guess at who's gonna oh, play. I know who it is. Who's gonna play the Joker? Zach Gal- Galifianakis. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how uh, that's going to go over. What do you think about that? You're a huge Joker fan. And I mean, this is Lego, so it's a little tongue-in-cheek. Exactly. When I read it, my initial, uh, you know, was the say. You're pissed. Yeah. What? Who? Yeah. But then I I was like, all right, well, first we have to take, let's take a step back. Yeah. And let's look at, it's Will Arnett. And Voicing, yeah, Batman. But he does it so good because he like he he really does. It's all about over the top. But like Will Arnett also has a great gruff voice. Yeah. And then uh, Michael Sarah, like as much as I hate him, I get that you know his voice actually you know to to, to offset Will Arnett's tough voice. <laughs> yeah. You know w- w- is perfect for Robin. So when I hear that uh, Zach Galifianakis, Zach Galifianakis, the Joker, I'm like you know, and I started trying to think about his voice and how he talks, and. I think it's going to be a different joke. It's a different joke, yeah. absolutely, because as it's going to be more of a silly. Yeah, and as long as it's not necessarily Zach Galifianakis, uh, his 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 humor points. Yeah, because that's where I wouldn't see it matching. You know, like, I mean, I could see it's a so little, dry. Yeah, and yeah, I could see a, you know little sprinkles of it, but it definitely still needs to be kind of over the top because that's how Lego Joker kind of is. He's very just over the top, you know. Um, so I, I was actually surprised. That, yeah, uh, that he took it, I, I, but I not mad about it. Yeah, no, I wasn't mad. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. It, it, I'm not going to get mad over a Lego video game. <laughs> well, this is for the movie, the Lego Batman movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, movie. But even then, I still don't care that much. I mean, it's the Lego movie. I mean, yeah. I, oh yeah. And if they're able to just uh, capture the magic that uh, Will Arnett put in the original Lego movie of uh, Batman, I'm all for it because he was great. Yeah, that yeah. is absolutely true. Um. Yeah, I think I think Zach Galifianakis is going to be fine as the Joker. I think Michael Sarah nailed it. That's you totally nailed it casting him as Robin. Yeah, for Will Arnett's uh, Batman. So that's a good counterpoint. I, I could, I, like I said, makes sense. Um, as long as long as he can just pick his his, his cadence up just a little bit more, because I say that what, what but uh you know Bat, Batman. I I don't want to hear that. I don't yeah. want to hear like you know. This, you know, be a little bit more tougher. Yeah. I hate Michael Sarah though. <laughs> I, I think he'll be perfect at that. I think yeah. he'll work out great. Um, so let's talk about how CW is killing it. CW loves their fans and loves their um, input. And um, so Constantine got canceled. I was upset. I watched all of it. I liked it. Uh, I was interested in finding out more about the the rising darkness, and I like the character and everything. And it got canceled, so it's gone. But guess what? Take that, right? Matt Ryan is going to, of course, be appearing in this season of Arrow. I don't love Arrow. I think Arrow is okay, but Arrow listens to its fans. And fans of DC, DC Comics in general. And um, Stephen Amell is great to his fans. Oh, Incredible yeah. to the fans. Dude loves his fans. He loves it. He loves it. 
and even I I think he's kind of a bad actor, but I think he's incredible to his fans. And I love that. So one of the things uh, that's one of the things like Matt Ryan's going to reprise his role as Constantine on the Arrow. The other thing is um, they released when the new Flash um, is going to be starting again, and the poster that they made for this is so good because um, Flash is going to be returning Tuesday, October sixth. But what they did with it, there's a classic, classic, classic Flash cover. And it's got a giant brick wall and the Barry Allen, I think it's the Barry Allen Flash, and the, um, oh, who's the original Flash? What's what's the guy's name? I'm missing it. Pretty sure Barry Allen was the original nope. Flash. Nope. Um, it's the one with the helmet. Oh, the original. I don't yeah. remember his name. I so know what you're talking about. So both of them are running down opposite sides of the wall. There's a, there's a classic comic. And someone's saying, Flash, help me. And both of them are saying, I'm coming. And there is a live action like shot of that comic book, um, with both of the, both of the characters that they're going to be playing, um, that play you know play the original Flash and the uh, the old Flash, and it's just killer. It's just so killer because it's so right on. They the 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 announcement is back to back. They have the Jay Garrick. That's who it is. Um, the it's. Right beside, they show the comic and the actual poster together, and it's just beautiful. That's pretty cool. Um, and I, even though I don't think those shows are incredibly awesome shows, they love their fans, and they are. I was going about to say to you, you're about what? to get, get, get you what's for man because people are all about the Arrow. I, I no, I, I know I, they I'm are not even that big of, of an Arrow fan, but I like. People I love Flash too. I didn't. I didn't. I love Flash. Yeah, I thought yeah. Flash was great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like now let's talk about the real of this too. Though, what's the actor that plays uh, the fly, or uh, Green Arrow again? What's his name? Stephen Amell. So you guys see, he's been feuding. Yes, with Stardust. This was the other thing, Stardust from WWE. WWE. <laughs> <laughs> so like he uh, got in a fight. Oh, yeah, I forgot on the ring. Yeah, I number one, that dude is legit athletic as fuck. Like yeah. he oh, hops yeah. over the barrier. Jumps over the ropes. Like no, he I, jumps over like yeah. he jumps like, like, over the like, ropes. Like like it's nothing. He doesn't like step between yeah. the ropes. Yeah, he, he like like a goddamn yeah. WWE yeah. athlete lunges over the damn ropes, jumps on Stardust, and just starts beating the shit out of yeah. him. Now I'm out of the uh, WWE loop, so I really I, am too. I really wish Jarrell or Charles was here to yeah. Who who the hell is Stardust? Because he looks like Stardust Charles is going to be yelling at his Ford Ranger radio <laughs> like tomorrow. Because uh, this, I'm like, who's this knockoff of Gold Dust? And is this supposed to be his offspring, his brethren? No, of the Dust family. Actually, um, Stardust is um, oh gosh, he's one of the. Uh, Oh gosh, I can't remember his name now. Dusty Rhodes. He's, I think he's the son of Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, no, well, that's who Goldust was. Was he? Yeah, Goldust was the son of Dusty. Rhodes. I didn't know anything about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah that was Dusty Rhodes' uh, uh, son. Yeah, his name's Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. He's thirty. Is he's is from Marietta, uh, in Georgia. He is an American professional wrestler and actor, better known as the ring name Cody Rhodes. He is currently working for WWE under the ring name Stardust. He's a son of. Okay, uh, Dusty Rhodes. Okay, so this is this must be the the younger brother of uh, Gold Dust then. Yeah, yeah, and he's the uh, 
uh, half brother of fellow WWE wrestler Gold Dust. All right, all right. So okay, so because as soon as I heard Stardust, I was like, "Who's this this generic well, half breed?" And of, this of, this has been going on for yeah yeah like who is a yeah. Gold Dust? But this has been going on for months. Has it? Uh, yeah, it's been playing out for months because so, apparently, apparently Stephen Amell is a huge WWE yeah. fan, and so apparently he he's actually going to wrestle. In SummerSlam. Yeah, in SummerSlam. Yeah. <laughs> this is just crazy. Isn't like, it? I, like, uh, I just, I'm all about it because it's just so bizarre world. Like, I read stuff like this and, like, I need to just start watching wrestling again. I just need to, like, be make it a guilty pleasure. Yeah. And just turn on Hulu um, and catch my WWE. You know what I'm saying? Is it on Hulu? Yes, it, it is. We'll have to have our own Tuesday Night Raw. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> the day that. after. Yeah. Like, what are you guys doing Tuesday? No, nothing. Just Getting hanging raw. out. At, yeah. We're just going to raw dog it at race. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to watch raw and we're going to eat oysters. Raw oysters. <laughs> just so, call it raw Tuesday. So kind of got a subject. And that's news. That That's news. So no, absolutely. Yeah. That Charles, Jarrell, what do you think about it? Who's going to win, win this? Let us know, Matt, because I'm, I'm – I'm semi-interested. Make me get fully vested. Well, I'm this. sure that they see Stephen Amell as an outsider who is in no way, shape, or form a comparable True athlete, athlete yeah. to the WWE superstars. wrestling superstars. That's correct. This is true. This is true. I'm sure if Charles was here right now, he'd say... He'd set us straight. Yeah, he said us straight. He'd be like, that boy ain't right. He ain't supposed to be here. He ain't supposed to. I ain't supposed to be there. He ain't supposed to be there. Yeah, and then he would go on this thirty-minute diatribe about how ultimate, if Ultimate Warrior and Randy <laughs> Savage were still alive, <laughs> uh, he would beat both their asses. That's I'm, the I'm, truth. I'm, I'm for it. I'm all for this conversation. <laughs> all so right. We also got the trailer to Hateful Eight. What you guys think? This is the eighth film of Quentin Tarantino. I think you should do something different than a western. Well, he's doing really? a, he's doing a trilogy. He's doing this is going to be his second. He has one more trilogy uh, or one more western after this. He's going to be doing because he because well, uh, I mean, he did he, Django he and he's doing this one and one more one more. Well, he's, he's pulling a Hideo Kojima because he keeps saying this is my last video. This yeah. is my last. This is my yeah. last one. This well, month. and, and that, the fucker keeps making movies. Admittedly, he says I change my mind all the time. Uh, I'm gonna do one more western, and essentially because his plan is he's going to quit film and move to. Uh, television that's his, his plan really yeah but like i said a dude changes his mind all the time he yeah. wasn't gonna make the if, if you listen to our podcast from like a year ago the script got leaked and he said i'm not making the movie i'm fucking pissed i'm not making it you're not gonna see the hateful eight and then he goes man you know what i'm gonna make it i, I wrote the damn script i want to i want to <laughs> make it and now we have uh, a preview of it um, i feel like i could party with this guy <laughs> I, I don't know if I could. Quentin Tarantino's a crazy man. That's true. That's true. This dude probably does more cocaine in a day. I, don't know, I, I feel like he's just like, he's a regular dude who happens to be a director, unlike Steven Spielberg, who is a director. Like, Quentin yeah. Tarantino is like, not saying he's bad at his job. I'm just saying he just seems like, I don't know, like, he's a director through and through, but it doesn't seem like that defines him. He's just like a fucking dude. Like, he, like he's on Reddit, probably. He loves <laughs> movies. Yeah, is the thing. Well, he's like he's a true movie. He loves fan. film. Watches it all the time. Um, the trailer, I, I think it looks good. Like I think I, overall, I want to see the movie. Oh, but absolutely. it definitely didn't leave me jaw drop or like holy shit that looks badass. Well, yeah. s- since Quentin Tarantino's older than me, all his movies are amazing, but they harken back to a time that I didn't experience. Yeah. So it, it it's very new that whole novelty of remaking his childhood. 
kind of falls on deaf ears for me but I still enjoy it and I can see where it's coming from. Yeah. But I guess maybe that could even be like kind of like a gateway movie to see those things, to share those movies. Yeah. You know, cause uh, I mean, it does all his movies have influence. They're all callbacks, especially mostly like from grindhouse like, seventies yeah, movies. Seven, yeah. yeah. Black exploitation films. Cause I, I Quentin Tarantino is probably one of my What's favorite your least actors. favorite Quentin Tarantino film. It, I would say it's either uh Django unchained or, uh, your least favorite? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, Django. I, I didn't think I thought that. Django was good. I thought it was all right. Um, and then uh, what, what was it? Uh, God, I'm forgetting the name of Julie Brown or uh, Jackie, Jackie Brown. Brown. Jackie Brown. I uh, think Planet Terror was my least favorite, but I, I still I he didn't direct Planet Terror. That was that was Robert Rodriguez. No, that was he Death did. Race. Death Race no, was Tarantino. No, ter- no yeah. other way around. No, Death Race no, was Death Tarantino. Race. Yeah, Tarantino did the Planet car. Terror was nope. Rodriguez. Death Race was Robert Rodriguez because... No, it's um, not called Death Race. It was called... Uh, uh, you're right. It's called... It's Plan- called Death Proof. Death Proof. That was, uh, that was Tarantino. Tarantino did Death Proof. I'm looking it up now. Go ahead. I'll bet you t- 20 bucks. $20 Two cash. 20 bucks. You want to you bet it? I'll bet you 20 bucks, too. Yeah, Tarantino. Let's shake on it. Let's shake on it. Come on. You're right, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I know. How could that? I mo- was, that oh, movie's okay. nothing but dialogue. Like it's it's. Yeah, that's true. Because I was think I've always thought like Death Proof was the one I knew I wasn't gonna like, but I went to see it for the Tarantino film, and then I didn't like the Robert Rod- Rodriguez. One. How how I like could you not Proof. like Death? How could you not like Planet Terror? Planet Terror was, it was so fine. over the top. It was fine. Yeah, that and I liked that about it. But as a Quentin Tarantino film. I didn't love it. I watched yeah. those movies once. I went to the theater, saw them, and I was and it was great. That. Yeah, I, that that experience. Yeah. So was I, incredible. I, I was. I've say, seen Death Proof multiple times. I, I like that movie, despite people shitting all over it. They I say didn't think it was bad. I, just, I thought it was good. You know, I was just like, I was like, this is cool. It's that that whole experience it was, the best was of a, the two for a sure. novelty to me. It was a no, very, absolutely. You know, like the, the the dual you know dual feature. I thought it was a cool idea. I loved it because people walked out <laughs> when yeah. I was there. Uh, no, I don't remember walking out on that. Uh, I've only seen, I've only been in one movie where people walked out, and that was uh, the mine was the Passion of the Christ. No, mine, <laughs> mine was a uh, what was it? Brokeback Mountain. The, this couple in front of us, like they they were all into the movie, and then the second the they fucked, the dude like literally shook his head, stood up, and walked out. And I was like, yes. What did they think the movie was going to be? I'm I, have, I don't think. Well, th- that scene was it's pretty. Like, this graphic. same guy who directed the Hulk. I'm going to love this. <laughs> well, it, it, that was a gra- I mean, that was pretty graphic gay sex. Like for even though you're not seeing anything, the noises I think it made him uncomfortable. Yeah, they were he also like spits couple. on his hand. Exactly. And uh, yeah, anyway, it on his penis <laughs> off camera. Yeah, but with that being said, um, so yeah, I would say yeah, Jackie Brown and those two. Uh, every other movie that I, I like love. Jackie Brown. I, I thought it was good. I was well, my least favorite. I okay, yeah, it, but all of his films are pretty good. Exactly. I like I said, yeah, I I, uh, I absolutely love the uh, Kill Bill movies. I, yeah, I, I the one I haven't seen in a while, and like every time I think about watching, I'm like yeah. Is Reservoir Dogs? That's a Reservoir good, Dogs was a good. That's movie. probably one of my closer to least favorite. It's a yeah. slow one, like it's. But if it's on, I always get caught up because you start getting into the rhythm and the dialogue. Well, and thing the is, story. Uh, I mean, granted, I mean, there's Tim an amazing Roth's scene great. with you know Mr. Blonde, you know, dancing around the police officer and just being a fucking psychopath. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, once it's kind of like an M Night Shyamalan movie. Once, the, once the. Uh, the twist, you know, the whole like reveal happens in Mexican standoff. It's kind of like, eh. yeah. But granted, I mean, yeah. I probably haven't seen Reservoir and Dogs and it's it, ten it's, years. It's I I see it on Netflix. See, I feel like it's a second rate um, Pulp Fiction because I feel like it, it explores all. Well, the it same could be stuff. like a proto Pulp Fiction because Reservoir was, Dogs. Yeah. I think that, that was, was the his movie, first movie. That's the movie it? that he got famous off. No, of, Jackie Brown was the first. No, 
No, no, no, no way. Because Jackie Brown had Reservoir way, Dogs. Had, had, Reservoir had, Dogs was his first. Flip. No, I'm pretty sure because Jackie Brown had way more like act like heavy hitters in yeah, it. Yeah, because uh, he did Reservoir Dogs. Then he came out yeah, with Jackie Brown. The only heavy hitter he had Reservoir no, Dogs at the time was Harvey Keitel. It was and, Reservoir Dogs. Then then yeah. Pulp Fiction, and then I'm pretty sure Jackie Brown. Yeah, and for all intents and purposes, Reservoir like Harvey Keitel was kind of Reservoir Dogs up at was that 1992. Point. Let's see one Jackie. 97 is my guess. Ninety-seven sounds about right. Yeah, uh, ninety-seven. Okay, boom. I've, man, I just don't you know, know anything nothing. about Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. This I love whole how Ray time, is so like, like <laughs> no, Ray. Ray is like trying to be like you know the the, the hip older grandpa, <laughs> like talking to the kids, like, oh, this is your Beyblades, huh? You know, all this time, like all this time, I thought Jackie Brown was the first film and Reservoir was the second. How? I mean, like, I don't know. Jackie Brown is like oh, so uh, much better produced. The reason, like, yeah, right? the reason yeah. why I think is because. Jackie Brown isn't as renowned as his other movies, yeah. So Ray automatically assumed it was the I f- first. I feel one. it's a misstep. I really do. When I watched that movie, compared to like, because he was coming off of Pulp Fiction, and Pulp Fiction, dude, he was riding high, and I think he almost tried to do a semi-similar story, like you know. And okay, just, well, and I didn't even realize it was after Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Well, the thing God. about the thing about Jackie Brown though is that I think that was his kind of first step. Into his whole hearkening back black exploitation seventies movies, yeah. Yeah. so he played the safe bet and and basically remade Jackie Brown because uh, I don't I've never seen the first one you know where Pam Greer was a lot younger, but he just remade the movie yeah with the same characters. But yeah, it, it w- I will say De Niro in it is I think Robert Forster fabulous. was great. Yeah, well, like I said like, I love Tarantino like uh, and once he came out like. Uh, uh, you know, Kill Bill. Kill Bill was his uh, big turnaround where yeah. he started making gigantic, just yes. epic. And then uh, Glorious Bastards is still oh, gosh, fantastic. Yeah. That that actually, Glorious Bastards is probably my favorite movie by him. It's one of my least favorites. I like the really? movie, but it's like they promise so much action, but it's a lot of just like like dialogue, like that whole like twenty minute scene in the beginning where. You know, he's talking to Shoshana uh, showing bombs. Like, I love it. Yeah, like that was cool. But it's like then they got to the theater and everything. There was just there was a lot of side story that I feel could have been shortened up a lot. Uh, see, I I, ne- I never go into a Tarantino Tarantino movie expecting action. He's not an action director. No, no. you're like actually well, I was the movie, the movie was marketed that yeah. way. Um, to me, like even like the the amount of gunplay that was in uh, Django, yeah, was actually surprising. Like, cause like the fact they had that much going on, I was kind of surprised. Well, same thing with Kill Bill. Yeah. Well, Kill I mean, well, I mean, they named the movie Inglorious Bastards. You know, the whole the whole trailer was about the Inglorious Bastards, and then really when you watch the movie, it's about this this French Jewish girl, yeah, Shoshana Schoenbaum. Yeah. You know. So I feel that was kind of a misdirection in order to get more people in the theater. And that's personally why I didn't like it. Gotcha. It feels like two movies that were jammed together. Yeah. It was like, uh, what I like is because it's two uh, storylines going head to head. And then the, how they kind of meet in the middle near the end when like yeah. you know, the Glorious Bastards are going there to, to, to blow it up. And she's our, essentially, they could have never went there and, they w- and she would have already took care of it for them. You know, and, and took out the uh, the theater. But 
it's just like almost a tragedy because they show up and they all die in a sense, or you know, a, lot, a good Most majority of, of the inglorious bastards die. Only people that make it out is Brad uh, is, is Brad Pitt and Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Bj Novak. Yeah. He's Novak. like, I really got to get back to work. But anyway, <laughs> hateful eight. So we now that you know about Tarantino, if you didn't know, looking at trailer, we just had our Tarantino podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad Fuck, we should have a Tarantino podcast. Yeah. I'm glad they got that new breakout star called Kurt Russell's mustache. <laughs> That's Kurt Russell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, curse Brazil's dude. That mustache is this bitch. That's not even. That's like that's not a mustache. That's like I think each person that <laughs> a muscle stash. Well, like, each person that each each like male bounty he got that was hung, he ripped their mustache off and joined it with Colluded his mustache. With his. Dude, because that that thing. Um, my 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 biggest problem with the trailer, which is probably not anybody else's problem, is just that. Sam Jackson looks to be such a big part of the movie. <laughs> and I, I have had my share. F- I, I think I'm done with Sam Jackson in, in a majority of ways because you usually get the same guy in every movie. No, the, absolutely. The That's Nick man. Fury. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As a bounty yeah, hunter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it, it's just like they no one can pull any more out of Sam Jackson as a. As a it's uh, Black Snake Moon I, I, I as a bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. T- for me, he just. Uh, it's. The the uh, armed robber at the McDowell's <laughs> <laughs> coming to America as as a Western bounty hunter gunslinger. Uh, um, I feel that they got Tim Roth because maybe uh, wh- what's the original? It's been a while. Christopher uh, C- Christoph Waltz Christoph, wasn't figured, available because like it, that's it, that's what he. It sounds like he. It feels like he's channeling him. Yeah. And like and I love Tim Roth. I love Tim Roth. I think he's a great actor. If you've never seen uh um fucking the, sh- the, the show just like uh. Lost me. The one where it's he plays liar it. or something. Or it, it's yeah. It's not like lie. I want to say million lies. I want to say liar, liar. I was like, that's not it. But it's the one where he plays a, a human big lie fat detector. liar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big fat. You haven't seen Big Flat Liar. God, it's gonna be big anyway. flat or a liar. I can't. Michael will probably look it up right now. But I'm looking over yeah, right now. Uh, his, you know, th- that show was great. Well, I will say the first season was amazing. It kind of faltered off. But Tim Roth is a great actor. But it seems like he's. And I'll still, you know, I'm going by a two-minute trailer, but um, it just seems like he's channeling uh, Christoph Waltz. I always mispronounce that guy's name. He he's just like a fancy European. Yeah, and cause, instead and of being you know like vaguely German, uh, he's you know high British. Yeah. What else is? What was the last thing he was in? Tim Roth. Last no, the other guy. Oh, Christoph Waltz. Yeah, uh, he's been he, in a lot lately. Well, he's playing the he plays the head of Spectre in the new James Bond movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, okay. he's on a really big upswing right now. Because um, in all uh, in all ignorance aside, when I watched Inglorious Bastard, I thought his character was actually Tim Roth. <laughs> so like, because <laughs> uh, I they, to me they're interchangeable looking guys. Lie to me. Lie to me. That's it. Great show. Watch it anyway. So my I'm girlfriend a, does that enough. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> I've so, got a headache. So I, I'm excited he's in it. Uh, actually, there's a lot of good actors in it. So, I mean. I, yeah. I, I'll watch it for sure. Oh, no, I'll be there. And I, actually, it's making me very excited about December because not only do we have Star Wars, now we have The Hateful Eight. Yeah. That uh, something else to watch. Uh, Mike, you seem to have a less impressive of, of feel about the, the trailer. Um, what What is it for you? I don't know. Like, I know this sounds silly, but I, I kind of dislike movies where the entire movie takes place in one spot. Whoa. Like, it seems like this so entire movie. Phone booth. <laughs> I mean, this entire movie seems like that it takes place. Really a good movie. That <laughs> takes place at this inn, this haberdashery, as Tim Ross' character says. 
So to me, it feels like maybe the plot could could maybe stagnate a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully it'll go beyond that. I'm actually usually kind of in the same way with you. I hate movies like uh, when I first saw the first trailer for the remake of Dread. Mm-hmm. I was like, that looks stupid. They're in a building and they're going <laughs> to go up the stairs. And I literally, I almost never watched it. It Man. wasn't until I heard resounding. You um, just said that and I want to watch Dread again. Yeah. No, after I watched it, I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, I was great. completely like, pardon the pun, blown away yeah. by how good Dread was. But with it, and the thing about Tarantino flicks is I'm, I'm a dialogue junkie. I think it's why I like Kevin Smith and stuff like that. I like really well written dialogue where there's a lot of conversation. I don't mind that. A lot of witty repartee. I mean, I love There Will Be Blood, one of the slowest moving movies, and that's all about like a character very, development. And you love it. Very I love, it. I love the dialogue well. in it, but yeah. I lo- that film is beautiful it's well, so yeah, it's shot beautiful great, awesome. but it's it's just it's more of a dialogue no absolutely movie. and I, so have you watched magnolia uh no okay i'm gonna write watch it down because i keep God. hearing about that damn With, movie i just watched it last week with allison and it's pr- all of his films are about three to four hours long yeah. um and for about two and a half hours she was mad and she hated it and then that last half hour, she said, okay, that didn't completely redeem the Don't whole lie. thing. She told me it sucked later on that night. No, she <laughs> said she didn't love it, yeah. but she said that... Um, Did you watch The Master yet? No, I haven't yet. It was on it's Netflix. On, it's still on, I think it's still on Netflix. What'd you think? The Master? I liked it a lot. It, 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 it was very strange, but I liked yeah. the movie overall. No, I enjoyed it. I mean, I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. Absolutely. So, and that's so, the last thing you'll get to see, man. Um, so I, I, I jumped on board to watch it. And, no, uh, you'll see it with the new... Uh, the new uh, Hunger Games movies, That's they like right, th- uh, they uh, they Tupac'd them. Yeah. Did they really? Yeah, really? Uh, yeah, I didn't even know. Well, that. he's in the wow. he was in the other Hunger Games. That was like one of his last. Ones. Uh, anyway, yeah. but yeah, the master because like Games. Walking Phoenix actually was really good in it. Um, and I I'm, hate Walking. Phoenix. I'm not a huge fan of his, uh, but he he's he's just the right level of crazy. And I mean, and Walking Phoenix is fucking. Oh, crazy. so he's crazy we've, in that movie. we've moved on to P.T. Anderson from talking about Hateful Eight. Um, let's move on to one more thing. It's the same we, level of director. It, it yeah. actually is, yeah. Um, we have three news things about HBO. Horrible body odor. <laughs> First off, we have a teaser for the new HBO show, Westworld. Which seems like a giant mindfuck. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. It. Chris Angel would say the visuals like a mind freak. Amazing. Well, Westworld was uh, originally um, Tupac's album. <laughs> it was a, a film during the, um, 1973, I believe, uh, and I think if I'm not completely off, it's um, it's based on a Michael Crichton story, and it's about a I I saw it when I was a child. Um, and I believe it's about a theme park that's based around being in the Old West, and it has robots, and everything goes wrong. Um, and Wild Wild it happened, West. Yeah, it happened in 1973, and it fell away to nothing. Wild Wild West. And now it's going to be an HBO film. And Jim West Desperado. I love westerns, so I'm totally into this. Uh, and and this looks like a western meets like Inception or something like that. Matrix, West John Matrix. Matrix. Um, I like HBO shows. It looks pretty wild. I'm, I'm looks there. Interesting. I, I'm to there. And uh, yeah, I, I, 
there's pretty there's I'm hard pressed to say no to an HBO show. There are shows I What's do say no to. What's the worst HBO show you've seen? Um, I don't know. I don't. I can't think of any that I've hated. I can't. I yeah. watched Enlightenment, and I thought that was. We watched the first episode. I, I watched the bullshit. first season, but I couldn't finish it. Yeah. Even like Sex in the City, which I don't really like. I it's would, still good. Yeah, though. you kind of get caught into it. Like, yeah. uh, well, that's the thing is, you can tell quality. Yeah, but it just might not appeal to you. Yeah. Exactly, and and that's kind of what it is. Like, because so yeah, HBO. I'm, I'm hard pressed to say there's so, a show I don't like. Let me tell you about the newest show that HBO has acquired. Do it. This is one that you've probably oh, watched often. Uh, often, um, it may maybe holds a special place in your heart, like it does for me. HBO has acquired Sesame Street. Really? Yes. And this is from their their um, the Sesame the Street. Sesame Street. As a key part of the deal, Sesame Street will be able to produce almost twice as much new content as previous seasons and for the first time ever make the show available free of charge to PBS and its member member stations after a 9 month window. So, it's going to originally play on PBS, 9 or I'm sorry, HBO, HBO and then 9 months later it'll play on PBS for free. So, PBS won't have to fund that anymore. And there'll be twice as much content. It's about to get raw. This is interesting. Um, this right, is a they were really gonna, they cool. Were quit doing Sesame Street, weren't they? Well, they, it's I always. Know. I think it's always been uh, one of those funding issues that, like, yeah, it's an expensive show to fund for you know public broadcasting. And because uh, I watched uh, the documentary on uh, Big Bird, I think it was. Yeah, um, which was a really good one. But like, and that's something they kind of mention is that you know it's. They they have to do drives and they have to do stuff to get funding yeah. for it and so like with HBO doing is probably a big relief yeah and I mean nine months later is kind of a long time but they're getting twice really. as much idiot kids won't know no I mean well and this was the thing me me and Allison were talking about earlier I'm sure Sesame Street's so heavily syndicated anyway yeah, yeah. Well, I was about to is say. that how many Sesame Streets did you watch that were reruns dude Mr Wiggles is the so funniest dude many. man. Well, that's like Seinfeld. It's like you see the same 20 episodes over and over and yeah, over Because that's what's on yeah. syndication. Like. Yeah. So it's not going to be a big – I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. No, it won't be a big deal at all. Like, honestly, I, literally no I think this is a big notice. win for yeah. PBS and for Sesame Street. There's an entire page missing out of this book, and you didn't think anyone would notice? <laughs> Sorry, we're talking about Elf earlier. Yeah, that's a, that's we're a, finally going to get that big <laughs> bird on Oscar the Grouch XXX rated <laughs> – yeah. His big idea was a peach in the city. <laughs> One more HBO. You sit on a throne of flies, Ray. <laughs> One more HBO news that we have. Um, so it got tweeted about this week that HBO is in pre- preliminary talks about mm, okay. maybe having a Deadwood movie. And I had about eight people <laughs> message me or post this or tag me about it. Yeah, you got a thousand, and then Nathan got a thousand tags of the all Ned Flanders <laughs> Dude, metal, metal band. band. <laughs> yeah, like one person tagged. I was like, that's cool. And then, like, it just didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, and what sucks is that band sucked really yeah. bad. They were, like, terrible. But well, um, I mean, they're, they're, they're getting famous off a of gimmick. Of course they suck. Yeah. yeah. So. Netflix, uh, there have always been shows that went too short. 
and got canceled too early. Um, I've always felt like Deadwood was one of them. I love Deadwood. It's what, one of my favorite shows. Was there an actual ending? There wasn't. Because originally what was supposed to happen was they did three seasons and they were supposed to get two HBO films to finish out everything. And HBO and the um, the person that was running Deadwood in charge of it and everything had some disagreements. They're like, uh, psych. Yeah. And here's the thing that I'm worried about is he said he would never work with HBO again. So then come along a few years later and now they're saying that there might be a movie there in pro, uh, so preliminary it's, it's amazing talks. what happens when you run out of money yeah yeah when you're hard um, up for because the last thing i heard that he did was um a show Crack. called john from cincinnati which i haven't seen i think it was a showtime it might be on hbo i don't know anyway i would love this i would love this i would love this because would you love it ray i would l- mike i would love this I think uh, I love westerns. Deadwood, Battlestar Galactica are my two favorite shows. It's got to be like it's, like it's like twenty years later. Yeah, <laughs> and like they're yeah. all like sitting around like, well, why they, were we fighting all the time? They well, all, I don't know. They all look grizzled and old back then. Yeah. So I mean, that is have, e- have either of y'all ever watched this? Yeah, I watched the around. You watched it? I watched like okay. the first season of Deadwood, and it, it didn't blow me away. I watched the God first damn. season. I enjoyed it. Well, well season. once again, it was one of the shows that I could see. Very high quality. Yeah. But for some reason, it just didn't grab me. It wasn't like I thought it was a big hunk of shit. No, yeah. You just don't seem like a Western guy there, Mike. I don't know why. Westerns so appealed to me. Like, Red Dead Redemption was amazing. So, if you don't like Deadwood, you might like Deadwood Light. I've been watching Hell on Wheels lately. (laughs) I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of Hell on Wheels. Really? Well, Hell on Wheels was kind of boring. It seems like definitely the weakest AMC show. Ooh, I've been loving. I have one more well, episode I'm saying, left. Of I mean, season say, four. saying it's the weakest AMC show still isn't a yeah, bad. Yeah, deal. yeah, yeah. It, it's like saying you know, uh, uh, that's the best WB show. Yeah, Scotty <laughs> Pippen was the yeah. worst Bulls player. Yeah, it's like saying the worst Tarantino film. To did you catch how I just did a sports analogy? I did. I it wasn't on. I thought it wasn't right well, on. See, I thought you were like speaking Greek. Like I didn't even understand. I thought you were just gibberish. Yeah. Like he's talking Does about. Anyone remember Scotty Pippen? I know who Scotty Pippen. Pippen is. Yeah. He was in the classic Bulls with Michael Jordan, Scotty yeah. Pippen, yeah. the yeah. big guys. Oh, so gosh. Deadwood movie. I'm Maybe cool have, with that. It's oh, gonna. It's not gonna, It's because they're talking about it because of the Entourage movie. It's not going to be released in theaters. It's going to be on HBO. That's a show I, I didn't, didn't care. For. Did you watch? Was on? Oh no, I don't care about Entourage. I love Entourage. Really? Love of course, because Nate's a dick, and that whole show is about a bunch of asshole dickheads. <laughs> Dude, it's just. It to me is like hanging out with four yeah dickhead <laughs> friends. Man, yeah, it, it's my type of humor. I, man. I only need one dickhead friend, yeah. and that's Nathan. Freaking out. <laughs> Dude, like Nathan is our entourage. Yeah. Ari Gold is one of the best characters <laughs> ever written into a TV show, man. I could that watch it Jeremy after Pivot I watched character, some right? some yeah. Wahlburgers. Such a Jewy name. It, it is. Have y'all, well, have y'all watched guys, Wahlburgers? No. How much? How much of an entourage did you guys? I've both never watch? watched it because I, I watched after an Wahlburgers and was horror. I watched an episode. <laughs> you watched an episode, and, I, I, and it just seemed like a bunch of guys bitching about being. I don't know. It just I don't know. It's like I bitch enough. I don't have to see a movie. That would, that would be <laughs> about like, people bitch. Yeah. It would be like listen to our podcast. Yeah, but I mean, I'm a part of the podcast. Like <laughs> I live this shit every day. 
It's like see, I, I don't have to listen yeah, to what you guys. Well, I don't know. Like, I just don't like waves, honestly. <laughs> and you know, I work in customer service all day. Specifically, my job. One of the main things of it is to handle pissed off people. And just watch a show about pissed off people. They're not pissed off. That's the thing. It's like the show is mostly them hanging out, smoking weed, hooking up with hot chicks, and just being funny. I mean, like, see, it's well, just I a want to watch a movie about my life. It's <laughs> a I can funny just do it. I can it's just a live funny it. show. It, it, you guys are idiots. That's all I can say to you because okay. Ray, uh, Ray I will pre- give the show another chance. It. Watch five episodes. That, that well, you know, no, you see, if the main guy had a cowboy hat on a six gun, Ray would be all the fuck <laughs> over yeah. it. Absolutely, entourage would. Yeah. Like if it was just like Timothy Oliphant's character. Now, did you Al watch Swearingen and, Ray, and, and, and Ola? Yeah. Ray is essentially he yeah. looks at he looks because he reads comics so much yeah. he judges the book by the cover. No, no, no absolutely. No. And it is true. Like I said, if if you saw the characters of Deadwood rolling around in a really nice carriage, hitting on like you know winches and <laughs> yeah. shit, yeah. he would winches. love it. Yeah. Did you watch all of Deadwood? Did you watch? No, all of uh, okay. I got like season Ray. two. <laughs> Why do you have on Allison's belt? What? You have on the most feminine belt I've ever seen. <laughs> this is the belt I wear every day. That it's explains a lot. It's uh, pink with like yellow highlights and right. Ryan yeah, well, it's got like, the, the gothy three three holes and <laughs> uh, it's just bad. All right, guys, is that it for the news? That's it for the whole podcast. podcast. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, I think we just went over an hour bitching about news, but we're the, almost at an hour and a half. So, well, thank you for listening, to Nerds Get Laid, where we talk about the news. Is this we talk about bullshit? Yeah. We are very angry at the media. Yeah, we're just well, we're I, angry at you for listening to us about well, the news. I realize that we just like to t- hear ourselves talk. <laughs> Because while we were bitching about Rogue One, <laughs> I both attacked it and defended it at the same time. I'm like, man, I just enjoy hearing myself fucking talk. That's why we have a podcast. That's pretty much what nerds do is is having a dick measure. Like, who's the opinion about this pop culture icon is, is the biggest? Pretty much. It's a, it's a measuring contest. And guess what? We always measure up the hardest. We always yeah. win the hardest. Yeah. Anyway, so thank you for listening to uh, Nerds to Get Late. The Sometimes proud meat of nerd pop culture. If you made it this this We far, want to thank Brian for coming out last yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. Brian, thank oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank Ray. you for pulling putting up a Tank Top Ray. Tank Top Ray tank was top a Ray. lot to put I up I know with. you probably weren't that impressed <laughs> by our ramshackle operation. <laughs> but yeah, but you approached us, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Live and learn. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All, all I can say don't, is don't, don't just willy-nilly go on podcast. For, bad for people that want to li- come on our podcast, listen to it first. <laughs> yeah. And then if you hate it, then come on our yeah, podcast. Yeah, then come on our podcast, but just at least you, you can be snarkier. Because then you can be the asshole that's like, oh, you guys are dumb. Yeah. Lame We're yeah, waiting for like, that. I would have liked a lot better if he would have like went, <sighs> I'm leaving. Like right <laughs> in the middle of the interview. <laughs> Just that would mic. be really good. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> but he was really nice, so thank you again. For I actually out. enjoyed having him. What I remember, I enjoyed having him on here. Tank so. Top Ray is a big fan of him. So Tank uh, Top Ray loved the guy. Well, I mean, in general, I just miss having guests. I think we should start yeah. having guests again. They're not just like our, our best buds. Okay, here's something I want to throw out there. And I'll throw it out to the trackers. I want to throw it out to you guys. Are not coming back. While we're on air. So this is a risky. Dang. I would like to... If there's anyone out there that has had any type of situation where you have encountered an alien or a UFO, any type of encounters of the third kind, 
I would love to interview you guys on here because you are, we were talking about the, the other day. The weirdest people are going to be here. Well, me and my wife love UFOs. We've never personally seen one ourselves, but we fall under the guise of I want to believe. So I would love to get to interview someone on here who has actually seen an alien or a UFO. Didn't you see a UFO? Well, I have a story about that. You've told it on the podcast. You were just tank top Ray when you told <laughs> it. No, that means tank top Ray told it. <laughs> yeah, there's only been one episode with tank top Ray so far. Well, this was before we knew who this guy was. They <laughs> realized that it wasn't actually Ray. <laughs> yeah. Well, it made sense because he was clean shaven, other than a goatee. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably bad. So but I would. I mean, would y'all be opposed to interviewing absolutely. someone? Absolutely, I'm posting it on the Facebook right now. Okay, so do it, contact do it. us. Let us know. Let's get out of here. This is John Malkovich, and I'm tired of this podcast. I'm tired <laughs> of listening to this podcast. Whoa, you, you're Whoa. talking to me all wrong. If you want to see John Malkovich as the vulture in the next Spider-Man movie. Yes. Send us out a hashtag yes. called I would love to be the vulture with Spider-Man. Malka Vulture. Hashtag Malka Vulture. Malka Vulture is all over the Twitter. I don't know, man. I, I I really think Christian Slater would be a better choice <laughs> for the vulture. That's just my opinion. <laughs> all right, guys. This has been Nathan Ray. And uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> and John Malkovich. As not to get laid. <laughs> Sometimes. Woo! Thank Good you. Good night, everybody. Thank you.